Welcome to Think Outside the Pod, a podcast all about eating disorder recovery, how to heal your relationship with food, body image, and exercise, and health at every size. I'm your host, Anna Wegner, and I'm a food freedom and body image coach here to help you break free from diet culture and embrace your true, authentic self. Welcome back. I am loving recording podcasts regularly again. It just feels so good to be able to sit here and just get all my thoughts out. I think about this stuff all the time and I love having an outlet to share my thoughts and ideas with you and also share the things that I'm learning and the things that I've learned throughout my recovery journey. I also just want to know I just recorded this entire podcast and I didn't have my microphone selected while I was recording, so it rec- recorded with my laptop microphone, and it just does not sound good, so I'm starting over, and you know, that's okay. I could easily get frustrated and upset and angry, <laughs> but honestly, I got to just practice the entire podcast, and now it'll probably be better a second time because... I solidified all my thoughts while I was talking, so maybe it was meant to happen. I want to mention before I dive into the podcast that I do have some spots open for coaching. If you are ready to heal your relationship with food, if you're done with dieting, if you're ready to get to a place where you're not only maximizing your health, but also getting to a point where you just get to live your life and not overthink about what you look like, what your exercise routine is, when you're going to get that next workout in, or even food. Let food be easy. Let movement be easy. If that's where you want to be, reach out to me. We can do a free one-hour call. I call these discovery calls where I can give you a little bit of a taste of coaching so you can kind of see what it's like. You can also ask me any questions that you have, and we can just get to know each other and decide if we're a good fit. Again, no strings attached, no obligation, my gift to you. If you would like to just get to know me and learn about coaching, please reach out on Instagram and we can set something up. Today, I want to talk about hunger. When we're healing our relationship with food, we need to go through this process of proving to our bodies that we have full permission to eat. So the reason why this is important is because we cannot learn to tune into our hunger or our fullness signals if our body thinks that we're in deprivation because it's only going to send us signals that we need to keep eating. So there's this period when you're first getting into intuitive eating where you are giving yourself full permission to eat whenever you want whatever you want in order to prove to the body that it's not in a famine. So when we're in restriction, whether that's mental restriction, whether we're telling ourselves that certain foods are forbidden or off limits or we're like planning for restriction... Or we really are also restricting, we're just not getting enough nourishment in our bodies. Our bodies think that we're in a famine. And so it's going to do everything it can to make sure that we get food. So when it thinks that it's in a famine and you are suddenly giving yourself full permission to eat, you will go through this period where it feels like you might be binging nonstop. You might feel a little bit out of control with food. But you have to go through this in order for your body to get to a point where it's like, okay, we do have abundant access to food. I don't have to worry anymore. And then once you're in that nourished state, then you can start focusing on the hunger and fullness cues. So that period can be kind of scary. And it's really important to 
have support during that because oftentimes when people are in that state, they'll give up or they'll go back to dieting because it feels like they're never going to stop being in the binging phase. And they're like, well, intuitive eating just feels like nonstop binging. But you have to go through that uncomfortable period to get to the point where intuitive eating starts to feel more more natural and less bingy. And it's really not binging. Binging is the label that we're putting on it because of our ideas about eating. Really, it's your body just trying to re-nourish itself. But because we are taught that it's quote-unquote bad or naughty to eat that much food, then we get scared, right? And we go, oh, like I'm not supposed to be eating like this. But you have to understand that it, it is literally just a biological reaction to the fact that our body has been in a starvation state. But once you can get through that period, then you can start learning how to listen and tune into your hunger and fullness cues. And this is a journey of its own. So today I want to talk about the different types of hunger there are, how to know when you're hungry, and also how to know when you're full and how to know when to stop eating. So there are two types of hunger. There's hunger that comes from the stomach and then there's hunger that comes from the heart. So to satisfy the hunger of the stomach, we eat. The hunger of the heart, though, is satisfied with emotional nourishment. And sometimes we get the two confused. Actually, it's really easy to get the two confused, especially if you're struggling with your relationship with food. So think about when you eat when you're stressed, sad, scared, feeling insecure, basically any feelings that we aren't necessarily willing to feel. So also think about how maybe you eat when you're bored, too. A lot of us are really uncomfortable with with boredom, and so we'll eat to avoid that feeling of boredom. But what's interesting is animals in the wild don't have to worry about becoming bigger than their set point weight. They rely on internal cues to tell them when they're hungry and when they're full. Okay, so I avoid using the word overweight or fat here because that has a negative connotation. So if you've never heard of set point, set point is the weight at which you're genetically predisposed to be at. That is the weight at which your body is going to function best, it's your healthiest weight, And this is different for every single person. So some people might have a set point weight that puts them in a really thin, small body. Some people might have a set point weight that puts them in a larger body. And then some people fall somewhere in between those two. But the point is, it's different for every single person. And it's just another reason why relying on the BMI scale makes no sense. Because every single person's body is different. And it's all based on genetics. Okay, so we have these animals in the wild that are able to know when they're hungry and know when they're full, but domesticated animals, on the other hand, can become an unhealthy weight because they're relying on external cues. They eat when we provide them food, or because it's dinner time, or because food is a reward, maybe they're eating because others are eating, and or they have learned that being fed means that they are loved. So we're animals, we're all born with the ability to eat intuitively. But then as we begin to learn about our culture, we learn that we have to or we should accommodate to the needs of others. So first our families and then the culture at large. So let's start with how our families influence us or the people around us directly influence us. There's a lot of us who grew up with having the rule that we couldn't leave the dinner table until our plate was clean, or we had to finish all of our vegetables, or we had to clean our plate in order to earn dessert. 
And so because we're relying on these external cues, it, bec- it becomes more and more difficult to listen to the more subtle cues. And then we only hear things like, I'm stuffed or I'm starving. Then we also feel the pressure to look a certain way because we're convinced that's what will make us feel loved, successful, happy, worthy, or enough. So these are messages pushed on us by our culture, through media, etc. And so what happens is we attempt to manipulate our bodies to look a certain way, which means that we have to eat in a way that's against our nature. So we learn to ignore those hunger cues, or we eat past fullness because that's our only time to eat, Or we're never taught how to healthily deal with emotions, and so we eat in order to stuff those emotions, right? That's that heart hunger. When the heart is like, I need someone to talk to, I need a hug, I need emotional support. Instead of knowing that, we turn to food. So it takes a lot of practice to learn these internal cues, but there are ways that we can tune back into them. So this is a lot of unlearning the external cues, and then relearning those internal cues. A really great place to start is thirst, because it's less likely to get entangled with the heart hunger the way that the stomach hunger does, because it's not tied up in this demonization of food, it's not tied up in diet culture at all. So when you notice that you're thirsty next, I want you to ask yourself, how do I know that I'm thirsty? What is the physical sensation telling me that I'm thirsty? So when I'm thirsty, I usually have a dry mouth or a dry throat. I feel a little bit lightheaded. I have trouble enunciating well. And actually, I'm really thirsty right now. So I'm going to use this opportunity to take a nice swig of water. Which leads me to the next question, which is how do I know when to stop once I've started? So maybe your mouth no longer feels dry. For me, my stomach started to get a little full. So I'm going to let that water settle a little bit. And if I still feel thirsty, I'll take another drink of water. I feel like I'm enunciating myself better now. My throat and my tongue don't feel as dry. And I want to note that it's different for everyone. So pay attention to what your special signal is. This same practice can be used when exploring hunger and fullness signals. And please know that it might not be as easy as identifying thirst signals, again, because we've been taught to ignore hunger signals for so long. So again, ask yourself, how do I know when I'm hungry? What is the physical sensation that tells me that I'm hungry? So when I ask this question to people who are first learning how to do this, common answers that I'll get are stomach growling, stomach pain, lightheadedness, or dizziness. And this is not the signal for hunger. This is actually the signal for being famished. It's really important to make that distinction because if you wait to eat until you're famished, it's really difficult to tune into the specific signals your body is trying to send you, whether it's about the type of food that you eat, whether it's the type of food that you're craving that you need to eat. You might get to this point where you're just like, I am so hungry that I will just eat anything. And then you eat so quickly that it's hard to tell when you're full or when you're satisfied. You don't actually enjoy the food, so you don't get that emotional satisfaction. So... How do we know when we're hungry then? Because a lot of us identify hunger with those extreme signals. And again, the cues are different for each person. So I'll give you some examples. Some examples might be a tightness in the upper torso, an emptiness or a hollowness in the stomach, or even tension in the chest. Also, besides the physical cues, there's also mental cues. So if you find yourself thinking about food a lot or kind of obsessing about eating, it's probably a sign that you need to eat. Because when we're fully satisfied and nourished, 
we're not likely to be obsessively thinking about food like that. That is a way that our body is trying to get us to eat is by thinking about food, right? So if you think about like when we're in the wild, if you're hungry, if you're famished, then your brain's like, hey, think about food and think about ways to get food in order to make sure that you do get that food and you're nourished. And with practice, it will eventually become easy to identify. It'll become second nature. It'll become unmistakable. I'm at the point now after years of practicing this where I can tune into specifically like what I'm craving. So I know when I'm like craving like fatty meat or if I need vegetables or if I'm craving fruit or if I'm craving sweets or simple carbs and I just want a bowl of cereal. It's really easy for me to know exactly what I want to eat and it's not always perfect like there are times where I'm like I know I'm hungry but I just have no idea what I need and that's okay that's normal it's not going to be perfect but the better we can get at it the easier eating is going to be for us it's a whole lot better than obsessing about food and being completely disconnected from our hunger and fullness so once we're able to identify hunger of course the second step is learning to identify fullness and this one can be much much more difficult and that's a lot because most of us are afraid of being full we're taught that this feeling of being full is the same as feeling fat so like if we feel bloated and full i think a lot of us immediately go like oh my gosh i've gained weight obviously our bellies are more round so that can really mess with body image so there's a lot of emotional baggage tied up in fullness If you identify fullness as I can't eat another bite or I'm stuffed, again, this is just like with the hunger, this is not fullness or satisfaction, this is being stuffed, this is eating past fullness. And there's nothing wrong with this happening from time to time. You know, again, it's not going to be perfect, of course there's times where food is just so good, but if this is your only way of identifying fullness and you eat to that point all the time, you can find yourself eating more than what is comfortable or necessary for your body. So again, this takes practice, and if you can only recognize the feeling of being famished, start with that. So name where you feel it in your body and what it feels like, and then I want you to eat some food and eat it really slowly. And after a few bites, sit for a minute and explore the sensations that come up. Are you still hungry? How do you know? Ask yourself these questions. What do I feel after taking a few bites of food? Notice where it shows up, what thoughts are going through your head. And I know a lot of us in this space struggle to let go of tracking, so this is a really good way to channel that energy. So instead of tracking the calories, write down what you ate. Not the calories, not the macros, or even the measurements, just simply write what the meal was. For example, For breakfast this morning, I had a bowl of yogurt with honey, cinnamon, peanut butter, and granola. So I'm not stating the measurements. I'm not stating the macros. I'm just writing down what I ate. So write down what you ate and then record what you were thinking and feeling before, during, and after the meal. And this is where you can write down those hunger and fullness signals. So have this journal ready as you're eating. And then do the check-in in the middle of your meal and just notice, again, where you feel the sensations in your body, what they feel like, how it's changing your thoughts. And this is a great tool because it allows you to pick up on patterns. So you can identify if you're eating when you feel certain things. 
Are there particular events surrounding your eating patterns? And are there foods that you find yourself craving at certain times? There's an endless list of patterns to pick up on, and I guarantee you're going to learn so much about yourself through this process. And the beautiful thing about journaling is you can then go back and notice what patterns come up. You're like a scientist of your own body. And again, with practice, this will become just habitual, and you'll start to be able to pick up on these signals without having to write it down. Go ahead and practice this. Let me know how it goes. If you want further guidance on how to tune into your hunger and fullness and you're ready to take your relationship with food to a point where it's no longer obsessive, it's easy, it's fun, it's enjoyable, and you just get to live your damn life, reach out to me. We can set up a free call, an hour-long call, my gift to you, no strings attached. I promise that there is a reality that exists for you where food and body image and exercise are not a problem anymore. They become these things that are enjoyable and and easy and serve your health in every single way, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And then your life opens up and allows you to pursue things that you never thought possible. I remember when I went through recovery, I had this dream of building out a van and I remember just feeling so exhausted and tired and depressed all the time and just like unable to to feel creative or excited about things and I remember thinking to myself how am I ever going to get to the point where I'm going to be able to build out a van like that just does not seem possible like I can barely walk up a flight of stairs without feeling like I need to pass out after recovery I rediscovered that excitement I, I rediscovered this energy this this motivation this creativity this girl who can dream about the future and have goals and get excited about them and that's just one piece that healing my relationship with food gave me and there is a million other things I could talk about that changed about my life when I went through this journey so if you're ready for that I would love to be your partner through that process so if you're interested dm me on instagram at think.outside.the.bod or you can email me at annawegnercoaching at gmail.com that's a-n-n-a-w-e-g-n-e-r coaching at gmail.com and if you liked this podcast let me know if you have any other topic recommendations that you'd like to hear about i'd love to hear them and I'll probably be doing some polls on my Instagram about the length of podcasts that you guys like, different topics that you'd like me to cover, so stay tuned for that. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. I hope you found it helpful, and I will see you next week. around you start to see your dream